Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of AUSU Open Mic Podcast. Uh, we've got a special guest with us today, uh, Carla Yemen, who's our Information Center Coordinator. Uh, hi, Carla. Well, good morning. In downtown Athabasca, correct? Well, you know, more specifically, I'm working from home, and so I am at a home office today. Uh, my family and I live on an acreage in rural Athabasca. Oh, nice. That sounds like a beautiful spot. That's a, that's a great mm-hmm. part of the country up there in Athabasca. Yeah, it sure is. I know many of our learners don't get the opportunity to physically visit Athabasca, but it's a beautiful small town about an hour and a half north of Edmonton, right along the Athabasca River. Uh, some staff live in town for sure, but many of us live, you know, in close proximity to town. Nice, on nice. A- acreages. So, well, it's to begin, nice. yeah, th- I think that's amazing, and, and I know we we had a great episode with uh, Richard McLeod, and he was talking about he uh, he loves his spot there too, and enjoys the Athabasca community. As we begin here, Carla, let's just start with the quick introduction. Uh, overall, just you know, f- for all the student listeners uh, that are out there, um, tell us a little bit about your role at AU and how long have you been there. Well, my formal title is I'm the coordinator of Athabasca University's Information Center, and we often describe ourselves as the virtual front door for Athabasca University. Yeah, exactly. Within the institution, my department falls under Prospective Student Relations and University Relations, which is the name of our division. I've been with the university for 14 years. and. Nice. It's probably really important for me to stress something I'm very proud of. I'm also an AU alum. Yeah, that's right. Although before starting with AU as an employee, I attended other institutions in college and completed a undergraduate degree through another institution. Where did you go? If you don't mind me asking, um, now that I'm prying. No problem. I attended Eston College in my youth, but I'm not going to tell you how old I am. (laughs) And also University of Saskatchewan. I'm oh, nice. a Saskatch- Saskatchewan girl, but I think of myself as an Albertan. I've lived in Alberta almost as long or longer than I did in Saskatchewan. Oh, that's cool. When I started with AU as an employee, it was interesting because before my family and I moved to the area and I was looking for employment, I was already researching opportunities with other institutions because I had a new learning goal personally. And it just so happened that everything lined up. I had the opportunity to begin working with Athabasca University around the same time that I discovered they offered the program I was interested in online. Nice. So I enrolled in the university's Bachelor of Human Resources and Labor Relations and completed that as a second undergrad degree, and then later took the big leap into graduate-level studies and finished my MBA. Uh, I think my last course was December 2015. Congratulations. You're a great AU story. I I feel that way. (laughs) um, Although my work as a coordinator or manager of a unit obviously a lot of it is behind the scenes. I still really enjoy my personal interaction with learners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe let, maybe that's a perfect segue. I mean, one of the reasons why we wanted to invite you onto the podcast today, and, and you've already said this, you guys are the virtual front door of this university. And when you consider the amount of traffic that's coming into your area, um, students across the country and across the globe that are attending AU in some way or form, are likely making a phone call or um, sending an email or making some form of contact with the information center. 
and you're a point of contact that almost every student will have uh, sometime in their academic career here at AU. Obviously, we've mentioned you're the coordinator of the Information Centre. Um, maybe just share with us a little bit about the primary purpose of the Information Centre. For sure. So as virtual front door implies, learners studying by distance, which the majority are, they need a place to be able to knock on a door and get questions answered. And sometimes you don't know which door to knock on. Yeah, exactly. We're, so we're that first opportunity to connect with the university for learners that haven't yet applied and have lots of questions about online learning. Athabasca University, the courses and programs we offer, our policies and procedures, my team can answer the majority of those questions. And we provide quality service to learners, regardless of where they're at in their learning journey, whether they haven't yet applied or whether they're further down in their studies, you know, down the path. We can answer the majority of questions that learners present. And we also serve in more than one way. Phone service is probably our primary contact channel, Mm -hmm. although we have a little bit of a pause there, and I'm sure Jody will discuss that in a minute. Uh, We also serve learners through the AskAU system. That's something we promote intentionally through the Information Center because unlike staff that work certain hours of the day and Monday to Friday is our current business hour schedule, AskAU is always available on the website. Right, right. And AskAU is a repository of frequently asked questions. It links to policy, procedure, and it's used about 40,000 times a month. So it's a fantastic service. Unreal. And the the other really important part of AskAU is the service request form. So if you try AskAU with your question and the answer isn't very clear to you and you need more help, you can fill out the AskAU form and that goes to my team. Very good. You know, it goes without saying that there's something there's something nice about hearing a voice on the other side of the phone uh, when you're in a online distance uh, education environment. How important do you think that is and, and maybe the role that your staff play in being that voice and that uh, that live person on the other line of on the other side of the line? Oh, I think the connection we're able to establish with learners is very important. And you're highlighting phone service, which I would as well. But there are other ways to contact my department through email or ask AU as I mentioned. So regardless of the specific choice of the learner and how they contact us. Yeah. The personalized service is important and building that connection. What are the chances that you have stats on the top of your mind? Uh, You just mentioned that you have uh, 40,000 different inquiries that go through AskAU. How many phone calls do you guys get? I know you, uh, you've got some good numbers. (laughs) I do. I actually have it right on my screen. Last year, 2019, roughly 110,000 service queries were received by the Information Center. Okay. And then another really important point, as I said, 110, 80,000 of them were resolved by our team. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys consider yourself kind of like a one-stop shop? Oh, we sure do. That That's our goal. Yeah. And I, I can't help but think that. Um, how often and usually what are some of the cases that you are having to redirect? You know, are they sometimes just more program orientated or you know, just obviously uh, unique in nature. How often and and what are the reasons why you would redirect somebody? Oh, there would be a full set of reasons. Academic queries for sure. Although 
we can answer some general questions about courses. If a learner is enrolled in that course and they have a specific question, let's say about an assignment or a concept in the course, mm-hmm. my team wouldn't be able to help with that. That would be passed on to a support center or a referral to a tutor for academic support. Another situation might be if the learner's question would be better answered by one of our colleagues in a specialized unit. Now, some examples of specialized unit would include our access to students with disabilities department, right, our right. library, our advising services, staff in the office of the registrar and student financial aid. And I could go on, but those are some examples. Yeah, no, thanks for that. You just mentioned your team, Carla. Uh, how many people do you have uh, working in the information center? Uh, who are these people? And they are real um, live people, apparently. Yes, we sure are. 18 of us. <laughs> 18? Okay, great. Yes. Uh, Many of us, like me, have taken Athabasca University courses ourselves, or some of us are actually graduates. So we bring a student perspective to our service. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I would agree. It would go without saying that during COVID-19, I'm imagining things have been not business as usual for you and your team. How would you describe the last couple of months, you know, the life of the information center during a pandemic? The interesting thing about COVID-19 is that although we've certainly had to respond to crisis situations that have impacted learner before. Yeah, true. The interesting thing about COVID-19 is that while we were endeavoring to support learners with the impact on them personally and academically, we were also being impacted at the same time. I agree. Yeah, that's a great point. Yes. And in the past, we've always supported learners that are being impacted by isolated situations or broad um, emergency situations that are impacting larger group of students. In this particular situation, we were trying to help students while navigating unanswered questions that we have personally. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. The other thing, too, is your team has transitioned to a work-from-home environment. Is that correct? Can you talk to us a, a little bit about about how that has affected your ability to sort of meet the needs of students that are, you know, having inquiries that are flooding into your team and suddenly now people are working from home? Sure. So when COVID-19 crisis started to roll out globally, of course, that was looming and we started to see that it was going to impact the university and our AU community, both learners and staff. And so plans had to be made very quickly by the university to support our learners, support staff, so the whole community, and also try to remain operational. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how difficult that was for management and for executive. My team feels very supported. I feel very supported in being allowed to move from a place-based work environment at AU offices and be able to work from home. Some hard decisions were made, and I can't get into the complexity fully because I'm not even personally aware of all the factors involved in these decisions, but we had to choose to temporarily suspend inbound phone service on the majority of our, our phone queues or the phone lines in order to be able to move staff home to be able to work safely. At the beginning, yeah, at the beginning of this conversation, Jody, I was talking about my own personal situation working slightly outside of the community on an acreage. In rural Alberta, we don't have the same connectivity 
that um, many people do in the urban centers. Yeah, fair enough. And some of that um, connectivity concern impacts some of the decisions made on what service we can provide. Long answer to a short question. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And I can appreciate the challenges that are sort of more the compounding challenges that happen. Um, exactly. You know, you mentioned the phone service and, and obviously even currently the phone service at AU is currently closed. Obviously, it goes without saying again that this is having a huge impact on your group. When do you anticipate that the phone lines might be back up and running? Or is that more of a like kind of like saying, hey, when is COVID going to be over? Uh, Kind of, yes. Yeah. But I appreciate the question. And honestly, Jody, like staff are asking that question daily. Yeah, I bet. Certainly our learners are asking as well. And I do want to say, uh, Jody, we are so appreciative of the understanding that learners have right now. They really do appreciate the efforts that the university has made to continue to support the community through the COVID crisis. And I think it's important for our learners to know that the university's made the same efforts to support faculty and staff during this time. And in general, we know that in having to reduce our operations or um, limit the scope of service to learners during the COVID crisis, we know that majority of learners understand generally why we've had to do that. Yeah. And you also mentioned earlier that, you know, the the information center is still rolling. I mean, you know, whether it's via email, whether it's through AskAU. And so maybe that's important to highlight for students that there might not be phone service, but you guys are certainly not closed. Yes, that's a very, very important point. I should mention, though, that the majority of inbound phone queues are disabled right now for reasons I've already touched on. There are still a few units at AU that are able to serve learners by phone, particularly the support centers, because they provide that first-line academic support. Okay. And also, the information center is not able to receive inbound phone calls, but we do make some outbound. So when we come across situations that are urgent or need specialized care, we are able to make some outbound calls. Yeah, nice. I think that's a that's a great point to make. Mm-hmm. I wish we could call every learner. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just that personal touch too. Going back to sort of the, the purpose of the information center, and I don't know if you would have stats on this, but what are some of the primary reasons that students reach out to you? A full array of questions across the life cycle. So at the beginning of the journey, those questions about AU in general, our history, our accreditation, the courses and programs that we offer, yeah. policies and procedures, how to apply, how to register in courses later on, questions about the technology, about mission of assignments, definitely lots of questions about exams. It's really important. Yeah, yeah. And then even more questions near the end of a course or a program how to get that final grade, how to order transcripts, how to apply to graduate. We can answer all those questions. And if we don't know the answer, we know who to connect the learner to at the university to get that question answered. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably the best part is that, you know, in some ways, you know, we we as the students union try to do that as well. Um, you know, we might not have the exact answer you're looking for, but nine times out of 10, we certainly know where to uh, at least redirect uh, that question or concern too. So I think that's a big part of the role for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any interesting trends that you're seeing? And and I don't want to just focus on COVID-19 
but are there any new trends kind of in 2020 that your team is seeing, you know, with different students and some different concerns and things that, that are, uh, that are potentially new? Well, it's interesting that you asked that. And I, I guess my answer would not really be framed around a challenge, but more an opportunity. What I'm really finding and my team is finding that post-secondary is changing. And if we're up on the news, we're hearing about the shift that post-secondary institutions are making to move into the online space very quickly. So a lot of our conversations with learners right now is about that, about the online learning experience. Mm -hmm. And although certainly other institutions offer some online opportunity, the point we stress is that with Athabasca University, we've been in online education or distance ed for 50 years. That's longer than I've been alive. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like that. And, uh, you know, you look at the the way post-secondary institutions are are responding to the pandemic and sort of needing to quickly put an online Band-Aid on their operations. I was curious about that. And um, just knowing how AU is responding to this, I might even throw out there how AU is supporting other institutions in their endeavors and in transitioning their students. And so, I definitely uh, am aware that AU is taking a bit of a leadership role when it's coming to, you know, what does this online learning environment look like for literally the, the entire sector of uh, post-secondary? Mm-hmm. It's been interesting. I was mention, yeah, I was going to mention that, Jody. It's actually something I'm personally proud of, that AU is stepping up in many ways. We recognize that other institutions are also impacted by the COVID crisis and also by some of the external drivers in post-ed that's moving education into an online space, mm-hmm. not just in post-secondary, but all of education. And so I'm really proud that AU is stepping up and particularly through our Center for Distance Education, we're offering a lot of free support to educators. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So one of the newer divisions at Athabasca University is Power Ed, which is actually through university relations. So they're kind of like my cousins, so to speak. Yeah. professionally. Okay. And they actually just offered a free micro course and it's called Navigating Extraordinary Times. Yes, I've seen this. It's self-directed and it's intended to provide our learners with strategies, tools, and frameworks to successfully navigate new realities introduced by COVID. And I have to stress, it's a micro course. It's free. Yep. It's not for credit, so you can't take it and apply any credit towards your AU program. But it is free. It's asynchronous, so when you access it, you can log in, start it, leave it, come back and finish. It's short. I think it takes about 90 minutes to complete. It really is a win-win-win, Jody. So I encourage our learners to check it it. out. If you visit the PowerEd site, powered.athabascau.ca, you can easily find this course that I'm referring to. Very good. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And it might actually be a perfect segue into my next question, which was uh, really, you know, the university has been working so hard towards the integrated learning environment and increasing and enhancing uh, many of the different technology aspects, uh, whether that's uh, direct to the learner or even behind the scenes and how the university operates. What are, you know? Do you have any other new projects that you wanted to highlight or anything that's going to be new in your guys' world uh, that you can share with the students today? Interesting question, Jody. So you highlighted some of the change with our learning management software, that part of the ILE. 
And I think we should explain to the learners listening what ILE means, Integrated Learning Environment. Uh, when I mentioned Power Ed, if you check out that micro course, you'll get a glimpse of the future and some of what our courses and what our courses in the future may look like, what the experience may be like. Now, many of you might be familiar with Athabasca University's Imagine Plan. If you're not, you can visit the university's website and there's a link at the top to access information about our strategy and where we're going as a university. And it's very mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of change in the wind. Change with what we offer and how it's offered, which is the ILE. Exactly. Some of those changes are also going to impact service at Athabasca University, and that's really going to impact the information center and other service teams at AU. Yeah, it's easy to say that within the next 18 months, I think we're going to we're going to look and feel very different than we do today. And and I might even say that 18 months ago, we probably looked and felt very different than we are today as well. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are doing uh, such amazing work there. The information center and, and again, being that virtual front door uh, is such an important role. And we can't say enough about uh, the work that you get you and your crew are doing. And, you know, you know, there's something that we always take a lot of pride in. And and that is, you know, this feeling like what we do matters to students. And I believe that you guys fall into that category as well. Uh, so big thanks and props to all of you guys and your team for sort of being there for students when they're in in the most need, if you will. Oh, thanks so much, Jody. You know, we really appreciate the times where learners express their thankfulness or gratitude for the service that we provide. Or we're also interested when learners comment on their learning experience. We like to know that students are enjoying their courses or that things are yeah. going well in their AU program. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got one last question for you, Carla. You're doing great. Something that we usually throw out to a lot of different AU stakeholders as we uh, operate our podcast is is about tips, you know, and tips for students, something that would just immediately be able to enhance somebody's experience in a way of, oh, what a great tip that is or this. Do you have anything from your perspective that just falls under the category of just a really great tip that we could share with students today? Uh, biggest tip, and maybe it might sound a little simple on the surface, is ask a lot of questions. Yeah, that's good. Don't, yeah. Be, don't be shy in reaching out to the information center or other service teams at AU. We are here to help. I think that's the theme through this conversation, Jody. But you don't have to wait until you're in a crisis situation or you have some complexity to your course or your program. Reach out anytime. From a learner perspective, I, I touched on earlier my own experience with Athabasca University as a learner. I think it's important to think about the commitment that you're making when you apply, when you register. And many of us, when we register in an AU course or an AU program, we're also working or we're parents. We've got other commitments in our personal lives. And so we really have to think about how much time we're going to need mm -hmm. to successfully complete that course or courses and our program. And the best tip that I have as a learner is take that course when you're starting, look ahead, look at the learning outcomes, review all of the lesson requirements, think about the end goal when you want to finish that course and then work backwards. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, through our counseling services department at the university, there's lots of really good resources to help you plan your schedule for studying. 
and lots of good tips to help you be successful. Love it. So good. Carla, thanks for joining us today. Um, We mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that at some point in time, I'm going to say that almost every AU student is probably going to need to pass through uh, your department, the info center, your team in some way or form. And so being able to hear from you and just sort of uh, some of the things that you guys are working on has, uh, has been really valuable for us. So thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh, I really appreciate the invitation. We have talked about COVID and I think we've talked about the crisis. We've talked about the impact on us personally and academically but I just want to put a slightly different spin on it because I think there is a bit of opportunity with COVID because in the crisis we've had to make decisions and then when we move out of our COVID state or whatever way we want to describe it Mm -hmm. we might find that we might choose to study differently live differently so through the lens of student service at Athabasca University Although we don't entirely know what things are going to be like after COVID, what I'm hearing is that we don't necessarily want a default to how things were before. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. So think about that as a learner, that your university, Athabasca University, had been planning for change before COVID, had been making some changes during COVID to remain operational and support learners as best as we can. We're going to use that insight as we make decisions going forward after COVID. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And well said, too. Um, We have heard on a number of occasions that um, although AU was very well positioned to sort of transition in and out of the pandemic, um, I think what's going to be interesting is that there are certain things, certain practices, certain processes that AU had before that we will never go back to. Um, and again, it's the learning and the, that, you know, finding new and better ways to do it. Of course, we've already talked about the integrated learning environment and how that's going to change things. But um, yeah, I certainly appreciate the perspective on that because um, I think everybody can relate to it for sure. And I know much of this conversation, Jody, has been focused on Athabasca University and the Information Center, my role, my team. But I also want to express my gratitude for AUSU and the support that you provide to our learners. Oh, thank you very much, Carla. Again, um, we definitely feel like we are a part of this bigger community, you know, and and what our role is. And, And I think... Uh, one of the jobs that we have is to ensure that we're a very, very strong resource for the university. And uh, we take that very seriously. And um, also making sure that, you know, we're addressing a lot of those adapting needs of the students. So your department and and our organization kind of uh, mirrors each other a lot in that in that type of philosophy. So I appreciate those thoughts. And you guys are doing great work over there. So thanks. uh, Thanks for everything you guys do. And thanks to you and your team. Well, guess what? That's perfect. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm your executive director here at AUSU. And uh, this has been another episode of AUSU Open Mic. Thanks for hanging out with us today and have a good one, Carla. You as well.